The Weekly Charge, a podcast for kids and families where we take a little time to charge as we plug in, power up, and press on with Christ. Easter Sunday, part four of Creation Speaks, The Rocks Cry Out. Hello, everyone. I'm Pastor Ben. And I'm Jen Miller. Welcome to The Weekly Charge, a podcast by the Napanee Missionary Church Kidman team. This is the last episode of our four-episode series exploring the Easter season. And we're finally going to talk about Easter. In the last three episodes, we've looked at the events that took Jesus to the cross, but for this episode, we get to look at what is perhaps the most important day on the Christian calendar. We've used our imagination to ask what kind of story might be told by the rocks who were nearby when these things happened. In the first episode, we told you that the idea to do our stories like this came from the story itself. When Jesus said if his followers were made quiet, the rocks would cry out. Well, in this story, we're going to talk about possibly the most famous rock of all time. See if you can guess what rock we're talking about before the story starts. Just remember, we're pretending that rocks could talk, but the story that they're telling is not pretend. It is a real story from history. The things Jesus said and did are real. But we hope that by using our imaginations like this, you just might catch something new about this story, which for many people means you're listening to a story you've heard many, many times before. So for now, let's use our imaginations as we meet some new friends who live in a yard or a field or a park not too far away from you and me. Rochester, is he here yet? Rochester? Ferris, Tara, welcome, welcome. Is he here yet? The storyteller? Is Is he he here? Do you mean Craig? Well, we We don't don't mean Flint. Flint. He's never on time. Always late. Joke's on you two. I got here early this time. He was here an hour ago. He got here before me. I'm trying really hard to get here on time so I don't have to make you girls wait, or Rochester wait, or the storyteller wait, or, well, anyone wait. Well... Craig isn't here yet. He's running a little late himself, but that's just because he's, well, a little bit slow. You see, my friend Craig isn't the biggest rock I've ever seen, but he's the biggest rock I've ever made friends with. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm almost there. Almost. Whoa. Whoa. Uh, you weren't kidding, Rochester. Hello down there. How are you? I'm Craig. I'm Rochester's friend. Craig, thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. No problem. It's my pleasure. And who do I have the pleasure of meeting today? We're Ferris and Tara. She's Tara. And she's Ferris. And I'm Flint. He's the always late one. Not today. I told you. I'm working on it. We'll believe it when we see it. You already saw it today, girls. Oh, I'm sorry. I was also late. I'm late a lot, actually, on account of I have to move so slow, on account of I'm pretty huge, as you may have noticed. It's okay. Flint's the one who's always late. You're fine. Hmm. Something doesn't sound fine here. Never mind about that. I just want to know. Rochester and Paula made it sound like you have a story about Jesus. Do you? 
Oh, ho, do I ever. I have the best story about Jesus. Would you like me to tell you? Of course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, my story starts in a place where most stories end. A graveyard. Like, like the, the place, place where they put dead people? Yeah, but it was a little different than the kind of graveyard you might have seen. I've been to one before. My grandpa is a tombstone. His name is Howie, but we call him Grandpa Rip because they put that on his forehead. R.I.P. I don't know what got ripped, but it was important enough to put it right there where everyone can see it. People are weird. Well, like I said, this is a little bit different. In this place, there were some cave-like places where families would put the bodies of the dead. And then they'd put a big, giant rock in front of the entrance to protect the bodies. I was the rock that was next to a tomb that belonged to a man named Joseph. No one was buried in it yet, but one day, the man Joseph came with some friends. They had a body. The body was wrapped up, and it looked like he had died a very, very bad death. It was Jesus, wasn't it? You're too fast for me, Flint. You're right. I didn't know who it was at first, but you're right. They put him inside the tomb, and they rolled me in front of it. I'd never gotten used before like this, but I did my job, and I did it well. They rolled me in front of the entrance, and I just sat there and did what I do best. Just be heavy and hard to move. But I guess they didn't think I was good enough at my job. What do you mean? They sent some people to come and sit by me and guard the tomb. People. People are always doing stuff. You know, I used to not like people. Really? Why not? Because they mess everything up. They always get in the way. They sinned and messed up the whole world with sin, so Jesus had to die on the cross. But you said you used to not like people. Ah, yes. You see, I figure that if God loves people... I should probably give them a second chance. I mean, God knows everything, and he's powerful enough to create a universe, and if he loves people, well, I probably should too. Makes sense, Flint. Well, they had guards sit by me, and that's when I heard about Jesus and who he was for the first time. I heard all about how he died and how some people liked him because he was kind and loving, and how some people hated him because he was good and godly. The guards were put there because, apparently, he said he would rise after three days or something like that. So those guards were going to make sure his friends and followers did not come and steal the body and lie and say he had risen. I felt like I should do my job the best I could, even if people didn't like it. On that day, I didn't know too much about him. I just knew he was probably a really good guy, and I wanted to protect him. Even if the guards were there, I didn't care about them. They were mean-looking guys, though. Roman soldiers. Tough dudes with weapons and armor, and they were serious about their job. I knew they weren't going to let anyone get to me, but if anybody got to me and tried to steal that body or do anything bad like that, I was going to sit there and be really, really heavy. And I'm good at it, too. Believe me, you. We believe you. You're huge. Giant. 
so what happened? Did any bad guys come? Or did Jesus' friends come? Always so many questions. No, no bad guys, no disciples, nothing like that. Just, well, I was sitting there being heavy and just thinking to myself, it takes six or seven men to move me. And I was looking at the guards and thinking, they're big and strong, but they'd have to invite a couple more friends to even start to move me. And then... Yes? And then... And then... I started to move. What? How? Well, it was an earthquake, but... But what? what? It wasn't a normal earthquake. What does that mean? It's hard to explain. I I shook, and the things around me shook, and it was it was morning, Sunday morning, but it was still dark. But suddenly, there was light, and I saw... What? I saw... Yes? I saw... Ah, just tell him already! I saw an angel. Ah, oh, no way! I've heard about angels. Those guys get to worship God, like, right at his throne. They're awesome! And this one... He came down from the sky, and the guards were freaking out, and they were shaking, and they dropped their weapons, and the angel was shining, and it looked like lightning, and I couldn't tell if the angel was making the earthquake happen, or if the earth was just quaking because the angel was so powerful, and the guards just sort of fell over, and the angel didn't even touch them, they just fell over in fear as the angel grabbed me, me, and... He rolled me away from the tomb's door all by himself. I was moving. The ground was quaking. The guards were screaming. One of them was crying. The angel was crackling. The earth was rumbling. The guards were fainting and falling. I think I was screaming there for a bit. It was chaos. Simply chaos. And then, suddenly, it was dark and quiet again. Really quiet. Like before... You could hear the bugs and the night animals, but after this, it was completely silent. What was he doing? Why did he do that? Did he want Jesus' body? He didn't take Jesus' body. In the confusion, I didn't see everything that was happening. But by the time I knew what was going on, Jesus was gone. And I figured out not too long after that that the angel was sitting inside the tomb, just sitting there. See, a lady came. And she saw that I had been moved from the tomb, and she ran away. And then I heard some other ladies, and they were saying, Who is going to roll the stone away for us? And I was just thinking to myself, Well, no one. I've already been moved for you. An angel took care of that. And then they saw that I'd been rolled away, and they looked inside, and I heard a voice talking to them inside. It was the angel, and he said, Do not be afraid. I know you're looking for Jesus, but why are you looking for the living in the place of the dead? He is not here. He is risen just like he said he would be. Go and tell his disciples. So they ran away, crying tears of joy. Crying tears of joy? I thought people only leaked water from their eyes when they were sad. They can leak water when they're happy, too? People are so weird. Anyway, then some men came and went into the tomb, and they looked inside, and they ran away, crying tears of joy. And then that first lady I saw came back, and she stood looking into the tomb, and I saw a man walking up to her. 
He said to her, Why are you crying? Who are you looking for? And she said, Sir, if you took his body, please show me where it is. But then she looked at him. And you know who it was? I can guess. It was Jesus. I knew it. We, we did too. I don't know much about what happened after that. People came and investigated all around me and looked at me and talked to the guards and looked in the tomb. But for my part, that's what happened. I got to be there when Jesus, the Son of God, was buried after he died on the cross for all the people. And I got to be there when his angel pulled the stone, me, yeah, away from his resting place because he wasn't dead anymore and didn't need it. That is amazing. I know. That's the best story ever. I know. That's like the best day ever. I know. But why did he have to do all that? I don't know. Rochester, little help. He rose from the dead because it showed he had the power over death and sin. And it proved that Jesus was the son of God. And it showed people that death was not the end for them because followers of God will die, but they will also be resurrected like Jesus. He did all of this to take the sins of the people so they could confess their sins and be his forever friend in God's kingdom. What's confess? That's when you admit you've done something wrong and commit to change it and not do it anymore. Doing something wrong, huh? You mean like being mean and not being nice and, and acting, acting like, like girls just leave me alone. I know what you're going to say. Yeah, yeah we're, going we're going to, to say, say sorry. You're going to say sorry? What? We, we have, have something, something to confess. confess. We've treated you bad. And all this talk about Jesus for the last few days. Well, we, we haven't, haven't been, been kind to you like Jesus would be. And so we're sorry. Wow. I don't know what to say. You could tell them you forgive them. What's that mean? It means you're going to act as if it never happened. That's what God does when people ask to be forgiven for their sins. Okay, then. I forgive you, girls. Thanks. Well, I have to go. I have an appointment in two months to tell my story to some mudstones in a canyon. And I don't want to be late. Bye. Thanks. Loved your story. Well, kids, that's what the people are celebrating when you hear them talk about Easter. Now you know. And now, I'm going to tell these stories to some of my friends, and Stanley. Later, Rochester. Tell me when you have another storyteller. Yeah, tell us when you have another visitor. Bye, Rochester. Bye, kids. See you later. And for now, now a little nap. I'm not as young as I used to be. Not that I'm old, of course, but I'm not young. And I'm talking to myself a lot. Maybe I am old. I don't know. I'm going to take a nap. We celebrate Easter every year, and sometimes it's easy to forget why we're celebrating in the first place. It's important to find a way to remember why Easter is so important. We hope that this story series has been just that, a reminder of who Jesus is and why he did what he did. When Jesus died, it was because there was no hope for all people. Sin destroys our relationship with God, but Jesus's death on the cross destroyed the power of death. When Jesus arose from the dead, he showed that all people can have hope 
hope in him. Some say Easter is about new life because it happens in springtime, but we know Easter is about new life because Jesus gives us new life. Our sins can be forgiven and we can live our life knowing that because of what Jesus did, we can be his forever friend. In our next episode, we're going to invite a friend that some of you may know, Ralphie, to come and talk with us about some questions you might have about God or the Bible or other things like that. So if you have a question about God or about Jesus or about any of those things that you would like to ask us, you can send it in an email to kidman at nmc.church or you can drop it off at the church office. Just make sure that they know it's for Pastor Ben and for the podcast. For now, thanks so much for listening. And until next time, we want to remind you to charge. Plug in and connect with Christ. Power up and become like Christ. And press on by being like Christ in the world. This story can be found in Matthew 28 and Luke 24. Creation Speaks, The Rocks Cry Out, Part 4, Easter Sunday featured your host, Jen Miller and Pastor Ben. Rochester was Ben Avery. Ferris and Tara were Laurel and Amelia Avery. Tim Avery played the part of Flint. Craig was Ben Avery. Written, directed, and produced by Ben Avery. Weekly Charge is a production of the Napanee Missionary Church Kidman Department. You can find out more at nmc.church. You can find this podcast at nmckidman.com. I'm Pam, and as always, thanks for listening.